And I was just like, if this is like, if you want to hang out with me, you want to learn some of the things that I've learned over the years, this is the place you need to be. And I just didn't shut up about it. And honestly, the first few weeks, like there was a lot of traction growing where people were loving it and they were inviting their friends and people still do invite their friends, but I just never shut up about it. That's how I got so many people in it. (laughs) Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Defiant Business Podcast and I'm your host, Ruthie Bowles founder of Defy the Status Quo, a branding and marketing consultancy. This podcast is for the business owners and professionals who have seen the status quo in their industry and are ready to do things differently. We're here for the contrarians, mavericks, and rebels. On the Defiant Business Podcast, we'll talk about marketing, sales, client and customer experiences, finances, and amazing entrepreneur journeys that show that none of us are alone. Thank you for joining me. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. I am your host, Ruthie Bowles, founder of Defy the Status Quo, which is a marketing and branding consultancy for soul-driven entrepreneurs. And I have the extreme pleasure of having Brittany Budd back with me. Brittany is a mindset and business coach for women entrepreneurs looking to scale to six figures and beyond. And I highly encourage you to check out last week's interview episode with Brittany, where we talked about her entrepreneur journey, some of the things that she stands for, and the big vision for her business moving forward. Brittany, thank you for joining me again today. Oh, I love it. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so we hinted at this last in the last episode. And so today we're going to talk about for those of you listening, what you're doing wrong with Facebook groups, or if you don't have a Facebook group yet, what you're likely to do wrong (laughs) with your (laughs) Facebook group when you start it. And like I said before, Brittany's Facebook group is just such a wonderful place to be. She shows up genuinely, which gives everyone else the freedom to show up genuinely. And actually saying that out loud, Brittany makes me think of that poem by Marianne Williamson. Yes, it's it's a beautiful poem. And uh, that's one of the things that's like the closing stanza is that when we show up, when we shine our light, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. And so that is what I see happening in your Facebook group. Now, I wanted Brittany to talk about this. There are tons of people out there who are like, oh, girl, y'all help you do your <laughs> Facebook group. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> that is literally how they sound in my head. That is literally how they sound. Um but she's actually like, and I'm in the group. That's the thing. I'm in the group and I see it. And she's grown her group to over 5,500 members in, in like over a year. Yeah. Right. So we're not even talking two years. Like think about that number of people showing up, the way it has to look now and the num and the growth is like word of mouth now at this point. And she earns multiple five figures per month from her group. And the people know that her group helps her make money they still show up and want to be there because because of the way that Brittany has created this community. They don't feel sold too. I feel like whenever I see your content, I see it more as an invitation. I love that. And it's like, if if you're ready, then you can accept the invitation. If not, this community is still here for you. And I love that that, that seems to be the approach that you take, Brittany. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, yes, yes. That's that's really good. This It's like an invitation. That's what we want. That's what we want. We want to be invited. We don't want to be pressured or manipulated. We want to be invited. I agree. Right. You know, I try to create my community to be a space that people can still get value, even if they don't ever want to buy anything from me or hire from hire me for anything. 
awesome. I still want to love you. I still want to give you a safe space to exist in. I still want to give you a safe place to learn and ask questions and be supported. And I don't have an agenda other than to love you. Well, I think it takes a lot of the pressure off. I feel like people are running around like, how do I get people to say yes? Or, you know, oh, I should feel bad because there's so many people, let's say so many people in my Facebook group or so many people on my email list that aren't buying from me. And and the fact of the matter is, is that even with like the perfect marketing and the perfect sales approach, um, first of all, you should not be trying to get people to do anything. You're not trying to manipulate people. You want to invite them to work with you. But You have to let go, right? Not you specifically, but just in general, we have to let go of this impression that we have control over other people. There are so many reasons for someone uh, not to be in a position to work with you, whether that's they don't like you, maybe they they feel like they maybe they don't have a confidence in themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's not something that you can just fix over a sales call, their confidence in themselves. But I know, you know, I know, I know all (laughs) about it. (laughs) So. This is something I think, right? We've got like a bajillion Facebook groups. There's probably as many Facebook groups as there are people on Facebook at this point with so many people having multiple groups, right? And a lot of them are dead. Oh, yeah. Let's be honest. A lot of them are dead. It's just like the blogs or the YouTube channels or the social media channels where people posted and they don't work, you know, they don't post on them anymore. And it's largely because they didn't get the traction Mm -hmm. or the build it and they will come response that they expect. So what did the early days of your Facebook group look like? Awkward as hell. (laughs) Yes. Thank goodness. I'm glad somebody said it. Oh, so awkward. I didn't know what I was selling. So like I shared with you in in last week's episode, you know, I was, I had just quit working with the coaches and the teams that I had been working with for a year and a half. And I was just kind of like, what do I do? (laughs) And so I didn't have a new coach right away. And I just thought, okay. I guess I'll start a Facebook group. And I honestly, I sat on the Facebook group for two weeks, never told anyone it existed because I was so terrified of it. I was the only member for 14 days to the day. Absolutely terrified. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And then finally I was like, well, I got to do something. I have to do something with this. And I didn't, I really, I had no idea what to do. I had no idea what to post. I had no idea what to sell. I had no idea what to talk about. It was very parity meaning that I was I sounded very much like past coaches because of that bro marketing of mm-hmm. you have to be exactly like me or you're doing it wrong. And so it took me right. a minute, but my group really helped me find my own voice because I I couldn't really hide behind the bro marketing anymore and use that as a crutch and you know, it never felt good to me. And so I was, yeah, I was awkward mm-hmm. as hell. I was going live twice a week, doing trainings on anything I could think of. I was just posting whatever I thought of and hoping and praying that it would turn into something. But the thing, the biggest thing, and you know, you talk about all these dead groups. I set the intention that my group was going to be like my space. I was going to have my own community. It wasn't going to be someone else's space anymore that I was just a part of. This is going to be all me. Mm -hmm. And so I poured into that community. I'm I'm in my Facebook group. You know, we're coming up on two years here, multiple times a day, every single day. I do not have, like, I do have an assistant, but she does not do anything in my Facebook group. She handles my Instagram for me and she helps me with my email list and stuff like that. But even back then I was a one woman show. Like I was making all my own very hideous graphics. 
I was making my own web page <laughs> and landing pages and they were kind of disasters. Like I was doing everything myself. And I think that showing up every day, multiple times a day and really trying to have genuine human connections is like the catalyst to the size of my group, the quality of my group and the size of my business. That's amazing. Okay. So just again, everybody, it was hideous. She said. <laughs> <laughs> it was awkward. Like it was awkward. It's like going through like the teen years, right? Where like you've lost your baby teeth. You have these giant adult teeth. Like I had glasses. I had a perm, like braces, like awkward preteen teen years. It was, it was not yeah. cute. But I just kept going. I looked like the Cheshire cat with frizzy hair. That was me. I had giant eyes. Like my (laughs) eyes are big in my face. Yeah, I know. My brother told me my big, my oldest brother was the one who informed me of that fact. But I had big eyes for my face, which are already still big. And then this toothy (laughs) smile, right? And all this frizzy hair. Yeah, he told me I looked, one time he told me I looked like a, um, you know, when you were in kindergarten and you use those thick uh, tongue yeah. depressors to make you put little eyes on them and you put little stick hands on them and stuff. You told me I look oh, like that soul. with like frizzy hair on it because I was also super skinny. Big brothers yeah. are harsh stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they are, they are, but you know what? We get along now though. So that's great. And you're beautiful. <laughs> and you were beautiful back then, but big brothers are just, they're, they're, they're a whole other level. They really are. <laughs> they really are. They really are. And he has the audacity to live in Alaska now. So I can't even like, you know, easily contact him and like hit him for it or something. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So one thing that I have noticed, and I have made TikToks about this because I make TikToks about pitch slappers. So I'll have to send you one. But essentially what I'll do. Yeah. If if they're unique enough, because a lot of them just parrot the same crap. So if they're unique enough, then I will screenshot the message, close out yeah. their names, right? Like I don't include their pictures because I've, I've made DM mistakes myself. We all but, have. And this was when my Facebook bio said, if you pitch slap me, I will turn you into a TikTok video. Like <laughs> it was literally right there, but none of them ever read it. Yeah. None of them ever read it. And one of the things that would happen, I will send you one of the Facebook group ones. One of the things that would happen is they would send me a message and be like, oh, yeah, this is one I remember I got more than once. Oh, I have the blah, 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 blah. And I've got this Facebook group that I only add business owners with one year of experience to. Can I invite you? Like, are you interested? I'm like, you don't know me. I've got over four years of experience. Like, this is a horrible pitch. This is a horrible pitch. And they'd be like, no, no, it's fine. And so anyway, so that's what ends up on TikTok is our argument. And I (laughs) I act out both sides. It's hilarious. But that was one of the things I feel like everybody is doing. Either they're slipping into your DMs to be like, let me invite you to this Facebook group. Or they just randomly invite you to a Facebook group. So what I want to know is how would you recommend getting your ideal audience, your ideal clients into a new Facebook group? So funnily enough, this is like the third or fourth time that I'm actually talking about this this week. But when I first started my Facebook group, it's like, and I know this because my Facebook memories are coming up for my personal page, but I talked about my Facebook group on my personal page minimum three times a day. Just like, hey, I started this Facebook group and I'm going to be talking about this. And, you know, the the group has had a rebrand since then. It's called Babe to Boss now, but it used to be Mm -hmm. called Influence Income and Intuition for Leaders, Coaches, and Entrepreneurs. It was very 
a lot in the mouth. (laughs) But I wanted it to be like SEO positive. Like I wanted people to find it. And so I was like, hey, I'm going to do this training this week. Or hey, if you miss this training, I just did it. You can watch the replay. And I have no idea. I have no idea how long I did this for because I'm still getting the memories for it like even today. But it was a few weeks Mm -hmm. at least where I was very much like, I'm doing this thing. This is where I'm going to be spending most of my time. Like you're not going to see a lot of me on my personal page. And you don't. Like I have my personal page optimized at first glance to be business. Like my cover photo is my group and I've got my bio and I've got links and things. But if you actually look at my personal page, it is my family. Like I use my personal page as a personal page, like for my feed and curating my feeds and things like that. And I was just like, if this is like, if you want to hang out with me, you want to learn some of the things that I've learned over the years, this is the place you need to be. And I just didn't shut up about it. And honestly, the first few weeks, like there was a lot of traction growing where people were loving it and they were inviting their friends and people still do invite their friends, but I just never Mm -hmm. shut up about it. That's how I got so many people in it. (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. Okay. And that is actually something that the bro marketers don't tell us, right? Because they tell us the personal profiles where it's at. But I think it can be hard even showing up authentically, although showing up authentically will definitely help you stand out. It can be hard because your I know my feed is is full of people who are doing these I mean I don't do them but people who do these long ass book posts and at first glance on a personal feed right like if it's not somebody I've already identified that I want that type of content from I'm just like why did you write a whole book here why did you write a whole book here whereas like if you had a Facebook group with people who have opted in like they really want to hear from you and they know that you're you're blog post, Facebook post book will actually be worth reading. I think that's a a bit of a a different setup. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So actually I have another question then. So again, like in those newer days of the Facebook group, is it just showing up even when people aren't really responding? Because I feel like even when people know you, like they, they struggle to show up, they tend to be wallflowers. How, how are you getting engagement on your content in the early days in your Facebook group? Having conversations with humans and being like a normal person. Like, I think that so many people get really caught up in the metrics. And I actually got shit from a past client. She hated me. And she was like, you keep telling people not to worry about metrics. And that's so unprofessional. And I was like, but honestly, like metrics just cause people to have anxiety. Like I am an anxiety sufferer. I'm a depression sufferer. I'm a PTSD sufferer from the loss of my daughter. Looking at metrics just gives me anxiety. Like it just makes you feel like you're doing everything wrong, especially when you're new. You're like, why isn't anybody commenting? Why isn't anybody reacting? Why isn't anybody hiring me? When realistically, I'm a lurker. I would say that, you know, I've I've had over 100 clients so far this year, either in a one-on-one capacity or in a group capacity. The majority of those women were complete strangers. Never, like, when I saw them buy in or book a call with me, I was like, who is this person? And I'd go and try to creep them. Right. And they were completely silent in my group. Completely silent. Just watching from behind the scenes, enjoying, never maybe reacting. But I mean, you can't see that in Facebook, but never commenting. And if I look at my metrics, I'm not going to see that those people are going to turn into clients, right? It doesn't say that these people are lurkers. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, I'm going to hire you. And so I think that that's like, the biggest thing is just like showing up, even when you feel like no one's watching, people are watching. People are always watching. Mm-hmm. Like 
we influence. That is true. I think, I think the average is like we could potentially influence 10,000 people in our whole lives. And I think that people that are entrepreneurs and they're trying to create movements, you know, we're going to influence many, many, many more than that. And, you know, I, I'm a lurker. Like I said, like before I hired my coach, I just kind of watched her and I was just kind of feeling her out and seeing what she was like and seeing how she interacted with other people. And I've hired her multiple times. I've given her, I've invested tens of thousands of dollars with her in the last year and a half, like probably 60 or $70,000 just, just with her. And so showing up every day, even when you feel like no one's watching and interacting with people every day, like asking questions that you genuinely want the answers to. And when people respond to you, not just looking at them like, oh, cool, thanks for responding, but actually telling them, hey, thanks for responding. I I love your answer here. Can you tell me more? And asking them more questions. Like, yes, there is something to be said about creating a brand that people want to follow and people want to buy, but people buy humans. People buy human interaction and people buy other people. So even if you've got five people in your group, if you can have them talk to you, you're killing it. <laughs> All right. No, I love that. Especially when you're looking to get started, um, you know, depending on what it is you're charging as a coach, like 10 or 15 clients could make your year. So why do you need, you know, thousands of people to respond to you? If, If you need 10 or 15 people, you're better off, you know, focusing, right? Like you said, like showing up consistently, being someone they can see if they can't see. I said this yesterday at the workshop that I that I did. But if you're not putting yourself out there, they can't see you. Yeah, exactly. They can't see you. Okay. So as we're closing out this episode, um, are there any other giant mistakes that that you see that you'd like to mention? I think that there are so many mistakes, <laughs> but I think some of the biggest ones are like not showing up consistently to your audience, getting in your own head about like, well, I don't know what to say. Sure you do. Good marketing is repeating yourself a thousand times. Like you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time. Know what you're good at and talk about it all the time. People will still resonate and, and love you for it. And also like really looking at your Facebook group as a bank. Like, that's a huge problem. People just like look at that audience and be like, you people are supposed to be paying my bills. What's going on here? <laughs> and that's, right, that's not yeah. the thing. Like in all businesses, it doesn't matter if you're a coach, it doesn't matter if you're selling products, you need to love what you do and you need to be willing to do it for $0 in order to attract people that actually want to pay you. And if you're just being like, you guys are all stupid. Why is no one hiring me? That's going to cause problems for you. (laughs) You guys are supposed to be paying my bills. Chop, chop, get to work. (laughs) No, I love that. Okay. So Brittany's got an amazing lead magnet all about Facebook groups. We're going to be including it uh, in the link here for the show notes of this episode. It's a, it used to be a paid product and now she's offering it at no cost. So I'm looking forward to checking it out. So good. <laughs> uh, and I'd highly recommend anybody else to do the same. I, I think that, you know, we can all acknowledge that where the efficacy, the effectiveness of Facebook sometimes comes into question. Uh, I don't think we can deny that most of the time we spend our time on, on Facebook groups. Usually when we're on Facebook, a question, a quick question, Brittany, were you mad when Facebook got rid of the groups app? No, I didn't use the groups app. I did (laughs) because I, I purposely downloaded the groups app 
So I wouldn't be in my regular oh. feed. And I just, and so it allowed me to kind of separate yeah. the two, you know, and, and be more consistent and stuff in the groups that I was showing up with because Facebook notification, any notification, right, is, is the potential for a distraction. But I just wanted to know. Yeah. No, see, I, know, I just go to like. I know some people who felt really strongly about it and some yeah, people who I didn't. Don't. I didn't feel strongly about it. I just go to like the little groups icon and just ha- fair, put fair. my feed into groups or like personal. And I honestly, I spent a lot of time in the groups feed too, because I just think they're so valuable and I, I enjoy it. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of that with us. You've it, having you on the podcast, these last two episodes that we've, we've co-created together has been awesome. I'm really looking forward to getting them out there just because there's still so much bad information mm-hmm. that's floating out and you know people's people just putting out that bad information and kind of taking advantage of other people's lack of awareness and that's one thing about the podcast is that no matter what we're talking about I'm hoping that we're always creating some type of awareness so that way business owners of all kinds can better arm themselves and better inform themselves as they're out and about looking for help with their businesses so they actually wow. get that help you know what I mean instead of just spending money I love it so Thank you again so much. Thank you. And if you are listening, like I said, the link to Brittany's masterclass on Facebook groups will be in the show notes. So I highly encourage you to check that out. Again, she's offering that at no cost. You just got to sign up. And I'd encourage you to check out her Facebook group. It's a wonderful place to be. Tons of great content, trainings, but just really strong community there. If you know somebody who's got a Facebook group, has started you know, thinking about starting a Facebook group, please share this episode with them so that way they can find some amazing help in case they need it. And I just want to thank you so much for listening. And Brittany and I wish you the best. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Defy the Status Quo Biz, and the link is in this episode's description. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.